Before I get started today, I want to ask a favor. As you listen, if you like what you hear, please sit down and write a review. It helps me a lot. If you want to discuss anything from this episode or any other, you can reach out on the Strive, Seek, Find page on Facebook or to at ChanceWhitmore5 on Twitter. Thanks. If you ever have an adventure and you find yourself suddenly and explosively almost kissing the back of your snow boot, you're either having a great time or you're about to be injured. Maybe both. Welcome to the Strive, Seek, Find podcast. I'm Chance Whitmore. I have been feeling a bit locked in as of late between work, projects, family illness, thankfully not COVID, and we've been more about the house than I would prefer the last few months. Last weekend, that changed. Not to the extent I really planned, but a winter road trip to adventure. It was just what the doctor ordered for me and, more importantly, for the family. Now let's get started. This road trip was a simple one, but in my mind, it checked a box as an every-year rite of passage for a growing kid. Sledding. Growing up, this meant one of two things for me. First, walking out the back door of the house and kind of hoofing it to a sled hill using the snow machine or just walking or snowshoeing or cross-country skiing out to a place that you could go up and down the hill much as you wanted. And occasionally on good snow years, it meant it meant cheap plastic sleds, inner tubes, and even an old toboggan. But it's a lot of fun. The other thing it meant was riding the cornices off the canyon wall after a blizzard. Snow gets hard. It sets up many avalanches. It was short. It was fast. And the way we did it, it could end up being a little dangerous because you'd find the cracks along the, the snow and try to set off as big an avalanche as you could set off on the canyon wall. This was all hard and crusty. You had to kick your snow boot in to create little ladders up the side of the canyon wall. It was amazing good fun. And never, ever did you use a sled on that part of the canyon wall. Because if you did, well, I was the object lesson for this. I had one of those roll-up sheet of plastic sleds when I was about eight or nine years old, and I decided as fast as the canyon was, it wasn't fast enough for my impetuousness. So I got out the sled I'd gotten for my birthday, got on it, My father, to his credit, did warn me that this was a poor idea. Warned me several times this was a poor idea. Uh, I went down, and I don't think I could even have blinked an eye I was down this so fast. And I was in the middle of a hawthorn bush deep enough that I was leaving small chunks of myself behind when I came to a stop. You could still see the remains of the plastic sled about three years later an object lesson of what not to do as you went sledding down the canyon wall. So for my kids, this is a totally different experience. Most of the time, it's an hour, maybe two, to drive to snow worth sledding on. And last time there was snow here in the valley worth sledding on, we were sitting in the NICU with their youngest. So no sledding occurred, of course. The other thing that's kind of weird for my kids is growing up, 
I couldn't imagine paying to go sledding. I know you bought the sleds. The rest of it was something you did around the house. It was out your back door. It was your backyard. So for my kids, it's a much bigger treat than it was for me. And it ends up being something you only do once or twice a year just because of the timing. That makes this weekend's trip special. So up the mountain we went, away from gray skies, fog and ice, into evergreens and sun, and about a 20 degree temperature increase. I know, it seems counterintuitive, but that's what you get sometimes around here. To a little place I'd never been to, but ran across an advertisement for called Steamboat Gulch. It says it has five runs, places to light fires if cold, and 10 bucks for a vehicle load around here is not bad. It's a nice little place. Plenty of room to spread out. And when we got there, we loaded up. Off we went. I took the youngest with me because she didn't want to go off by herself yet. I thought I'd be standing at the bottom catching her the first time she wanted me to go along. Well, so up the smoother of the two runs I could see, I walked her up and went about two-thirds of the way up, figured that was enough for a three-year-old with me, got her in the sled, got her on my lap, and off we went. Well, the video of this is available on the Strive, Seek, Find Facebook page because the first jump reminded me 12-year-old me would have been looking for a way to make this hell faster. The second jump reminded me I'm not 18 or even 30 anymore. The third jump, I wondered if I'd be kissing my own rear end as my teeth rattled in my head. Keeping in mind that every time we hit a jump, the three-year-old vaulted off of me. I had to suck her back down with my arm and hope that she stayed in. And the fourth jump, we lost the sled, skidded to a stop. Somewhere, I lost my hat. A glove was up, up the hill someplace. The sled kind of stayed close because I managed to bury the nose as we hit that last time. My youngest just jumped to her feet, screamed that was fun, and ran. And I sent her to her mother because I needed to make sure I wasn't injured. Some nice little kid brings me my hat and my glove, uh, and I realized that, well, I was not 18 anymore. The video... You can hear the people on the sled here going, ah, ooh, ah, all every time we hit. (laughs) My nine-year-old at this point flies by me on her blue plastic sled, giving an ecstatic war whoop. And it was the beginning of hours of fun for them. I'm still feeling the fun in my tailbone. And it's hours of memories. And in the last 18 months, those have been hard coming. After that run, mom stood at the top of the hill, not really the top, about a third of the way up. I stood at the bottom, caught the 30-year-old sled, excuse me, four-year-old's sled, and she had a great time. Amazing. All three of them did. And we went until the younger twos were exhausted which of course happened after my nine-year-old managed to hit the same tree twice on the same run. Still not sure how that happened. The purpose was served. 
exhaustion, they were unconscious on the way home, memories, and learning. These lessons included, keep your head on a swivel. People don't watch what's going on around them. Trees definitely don't watch, nor do metal fence posts. The difference between the fastest run and the slowest run can be time of day or luck. And a lesson that only seemed to matter for me. My brain still thinks I'm 20, and I most definitely am not. All the way home, between naps, the girls asked questions and I told them, there I was stories. Great time, great memories. So into the next road trip, which is not going to be a month's wait, this recharge is going to have to be enough for me and my kids. A break of the routine, getting out in the sun, we all need it for our mental health. And that little jaunt was the best thing we've done in a long, long time. How about you? What are you doing to break the routine? Let me know. Let me know on Facebook or Twitter. And the answers will be shared next week on the next episode. Quick shout out. Last week I did a guest stint or a co-hosting stint on the Running Educator podcast with Mike Cummings. We had a chat about the importance of reading. It was short to the point and a lot of fun. Give it a look. The link is on the Strive Seek Find page on Facebook. Worth mentioning. This week, I was exploring my ebook collection and came across War Room by Michael Hawley. It's a rundown of the Patriots and Bill Pelichick and some of his disciples from the 2010 season until the draft of the next year. I respect the Patriots and what they've accomplished, even while I root for them to lose every single game. I haven't forgiven them for the 2005 Super Bowl. But it was interesting to see how the system works and how different branches of the family work different, such as the differences between Thomas Dimitrioff and Scott Pioli have from Coach Belichick. It's a book about vision, it's a book about football, and it's most definitely worth checking out. That's it for this week's episode of Strife C Fine. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave a review. It does really help. If you have feedback or ideas, please reach out to the Strive Seek Find page on Facebook or to at Chance Whitmore 5 on Twitter. Until next time, keep seeking your own brilliant future. Have a great day.